Welcome back to another edition of the Thought Police with him, Matt Kelly, and me, Mike Graham. Matt Kelly, of course, the uh, founder yeah. and um, publisher publisher of the New European. That's true. How's that going, by the way? Going really well. Is it still going? I mean, I mean you've still yeah. got no plans to like stop it or, or no, curtail not at all. it or anything no, like that? No, not at all. Uh, I was worried, obviously, once... Um, once we'd had Brexited, you know, yeah. was there any point to it? But there's, I mean, there's a lot of people still like it because it's still very pro-European. Yeah. But also we do a lot of other stuff. Yeah. So I think people find it Do you think it will morph really. into something else then? Uh, will it just be a sort of voice maybe of the... Of the radical centre. What you would call the progressive left or something. Well, I'd like to call it the radical centre. Because you know I what think, you could do? Yeah, go and, on. Not that you want to take political advice from me necessarily. But you could make it into the voice of realistic Labour. You know, like people in the Labour Party who are not mad. People in the Labour Party who actually know where to take it and get it back into a position of being electable again. Funny you should say that. Because at the moment, that's not where it is. um, It certainly isn't. And interestingly, uh, that is one of the questions that was sent to us by uh, a listener. Oh, was it? It was, yeah. Oh, we should give that address out, shouldn't we? Yeah, so... uh, we thought we'd spin through a couple of questions from yeah. our uh, Gmail account, and it is thoughtpolicepod mm. at gmail.com. Okay. And thank you to Tommy Anderson, who... Uh, sorry, excuse me, Tommy. Tommy Ashdown. Okay. Got half blind with age these days. It says... Hang on. It's terrible, isn't it, when the oh. writing's quite small? Mate, honestly. You know? But my eyes have just completely gone over the last two years. Really? I used to have absolute, like, yeah. hawk. I mean, I had very, very good eyesight until I was about 40... Four-ish. Yeah. And then it started to get to the point where I was tr- struggling to read the Times, for yeah. example, yeah. right, without sort of holding it in the, into a, in, under a light, yeah. effectively. And I went to see an optician, and they, the guy said, look, he said, I said, because I, I said, I'm working on a Mac. I said, I could yeah. easily bump, it was when I was working in the mirror, I could easily bump up the typeface, it's not yeah. a problem. He said, yeah, but why would you? Yeah. He said, if your eyes are straining, yeah. you get glasses because it helps you to see. So I was, my, so I had exactly the same problem, right? Yeah. And I... It, and it's so progressive that you don't really notice it's happening until you try a pair of glasses on and yeah. suddenly everything pings into mm. into crystal clarity. So but, when did you get your first pair of glasses? Uh, well, gosh, it was when I was at, in, working in Kensington, so it would be five years ago now. Okay. So that would be 45, 46. Yeah. And I remember my wife said, oh, no, try to live without glasses yeah. for as long as you can yeah. because once you get glasses... Right. And the optician said, that's utter bollocks. Yeah, so, well, that's you know, the same. But they would say that, wouldn't they? Because they well, would I need to buy glasses. Yeah. I mean, you know, these are the guys making money. Ah, I've just thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, did, but he did say, it's like, you know, your lens has just become yeah. less elastic yes. and that's never going to come back. And also, back, they, you know? what they do say is, is that you're, if you are straining your eyes, you're actually yeah. doing them more harm yes. than good. Yeah, so and, you can't, not, and you can't bloody read the And also you can't read anything. Well, you see, what was interesting for me because I was then um, basically with reading glasses so I would wear yeah. reading glasses in the office but I wouldn't really wear them any other time right and I didn't need them for driving because my distance was fine yeah um, but then um, I moved down back to London and we started to work in radio and stuff and the reading glasses were no good because when I was sitting in the studio I would look up at the TV screen yeah and I couldn't read what was on it right because it was all blurry so yeah. that was when I had to take the big leap into varifocal. So I had varifocal, which I think is great, by the way. Yeah, but I so I spent quite a few quid on two pairs of varifocals yeah. and then lost them both within a week. So what I now I'm I'm now living off uh, reading glasses, which right. I buy from Amazon for right. five pounds. I was going to say pairs for they, twelve pounds. You right? can go to like Boots and places like that and buy those. Yeah, kind but of... look, I mean the, these are like basically two quid a pair. These things. Well, no, right? when you can't read anything, why don't you get some proper no, they, glasses? No, they work. They're really good. 
And then once they you scratch them, you're not arsed. They yeah. fall. They, they eventually fall to bits, right. right? Which can be a yeah, bit yeah. embarrassing in a meeting when one of the arms drops off. Yeah. But essentially, but what if but what if you then need to see something other than something to read? But uh, well, my long distance is you're, super. You're okay with that? I could be like a fighter pilot. Really? <laughs> yeah. You could be. <laughs> like as long as I pilot. as long as I didn't have to read the instructions <laughs> to the plane, yeah. or you didn't have to read the panel <laughs> of all the the, the, the bits of. I tell yeah. you what, I've, I don't know if you've ever sat in a cockpit, but I've sat in a cockpit of a fighter jet, not of a fighter jet, but of an actual jumbo. Oh, really? Um, yeah, they weren't supposed to do it. When I went to New York um, with British Airways to do the two mics show. Yeah. They gave us two um, business class seats, right? Yeah. And we, of course, we got very chatty with the with the crew and everything. And they yeah. were like, "Why don't you come up when we when we've landed? When we've landed, why don't you come up and see the old uh, captain?" Yeah. So we've got pictures of, of really? us sitting in the cockpit, sit while the thing's flying. No. Oh. Oh no, it was on the oh. ground. <laughs> but apparently, they're not allowed to do it. Right? They're not supposed yeah. to do it. And so they said, "You can't like tweet these out or anything. Just for you." Yeah. But you've never seen so many instruments in your life. I mean, no, talk about, know. you know, the, 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 the way a car now is quite complicated. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, I suppose you just get used to yeah. it. But it's like looking at one of those mixing desks in a recording studio, yeah. you know, where they actually make proper music as opposed to just radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's thousands, thousands of, of things. Does a jumbo jet have one of those panels behind, you know, where there's a third guy working? Yes. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What does that guy do? Well, he was just the emergency guy, wasn't he? In case one of them died, I think. But he's got a load of knobs to twiddle. And stuff I don't like think that. so. He has really. Yeah. Well, definitely. there's the pilot and the co-pilot. Yeah. And I think the third guy is just the third guy. Right. Well, I've, on some planes, yeah. there's like a whole other bank of instrumentation. Oh, really? And there's a third guy twiddling knobs. Really? And you sort of think, what's he doing? He yeah. can't see where he's going. No, that's not good. Well, maybe he's in charge of the air conditioning or something. Or the music. Or the music. Maybe or he's the... just mixing a, a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and keeping track of the um, <gasps> of the inventory That'd in case good. they have to, you know, like work out how much yeah. uh, much stuff they've given away. Or yeah, no, so just keeping logs of the duty yeah. free. But we were yeah. talking last time about the whole business of travelling and how yeah. you know everybody's lives been sort of put on hold. I mean, I was going to go um, to see my mother, as I said, in Connecticut at the end of April and I might still go at the end of yeah. April but I just don't want to buy a ticket no. because what I don't want is for some some reason the, the, the flights will get cancelled or something like but that but you'll get your money back I would well, buy a ticket because they're cheap now they're really cheap yeah they're really cheap yeah but except what if they cancel all the flights or yeah. if I get to a point where I'm not sure if I go I can come back yeah because it might be that they suddenly decide to shut down JFK no, that, or something. that's a proper I mean, problem that's a yeah. proper problem yeah I mean I'm not Martin Lewis or anything but I think if you buy stuff on a credit card Yes. Then you're more protected, well, aren't you? Well, what British Airways said they've changed, and this is what they did last week, I think, because they cancelled a few New York flights. And instead yeah. of their normal procedure is if you want to change the flight to another day, they charge you a fee. Right. Like 40 quid. So they right. waived that. Ah. So apparently that's now no longer the case. So oh, that's you can interesting. Now, you can now change the date for free. Well, that might be quite useful for me because yeah. I've, got, I've got me, my mum and my daughter meant to be going to New York oh, yeah. in three weeks' time. Right. My mum is singing at Carnegie Hall, right? Is she? As part of a choir. Wow. Yeah. But that's all, the, all the same, you know. So how often, that's, how often is that going to happen? So, but I don't think it's going to happen then. Mm. Are there any of the choir from Italy? Not anymore. No. <laughs> You've got a couple of they're not singing so well. When, what sort of choir is she in? It's like a, it's well, I, you know, it's like a, a choir with with people who sing. Yeah, what know. sort of things do they sing though? I mean, is it like because uh, the, there's a new movie, out, isn't there? The, Hymns uh, and military stuff, wives yeah. about the military wives choir. Oh, right, well, it's not one of them. It's not. No, I, was but I don't know that, what they sing. I was amazed that they could do a film yeah. about military wives and yeah. call it military wives. Yeah, I mean, it's not very. You know, um, it wouldn't send you rushing to the box office, would it? Well, not only would it not send me rushing to the box office, but isn't it a bit sexist? Oh, I see. Military wives. Yes. 
It sounds like a magazine that you shouldn't be looking at. Yes, it does. does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no like you'd find in a hedge when you were yeah, 12. Exactly, you know, yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know where I got it. this. <laughs> I found it somewhere. Um, but, oh, um, boy. But, but so does she do that a lot then? She sings with the choir a lot, right. uh, but she doesn't sing at Carnegie Hall a lot. No. <laughs> yes. No, well, nobody does. I mean, I remember yeah. going to Carnegie Hall uh, to cover something or other. I think it yeah. was the Young British Orchestra or something like that. I was right. going to do a piece for Sunday Times and I was living there, you know. Right. Um, and coincidentally, it was the same day, horribly, um, that Eric Clapton's son oh, died. no. Was uh, that in New York? It was in New York. Connor it was literally Clapton, round the corner from, from the Carnegie I don't know Hall. How he, I don't know how you get over that. You know? Well, I don't think you do, do you? That was one of the cruelest things I've ever heard in my life was, I think it was Noel Gallagher Mm. said, death sells, just ask Eric Clapton. And he was talking about the success of that song that Clapton wrote about it. And I just thought you, I've never been able to forgive Noel Gallagher for that. Noel Gallagher does come out with some crap, doesn't he? I mean, I don't think he's a bad guy though, funnily enough. No. But I just think he's very kind of... um, He's a bit unself-aware. He, he can be a prick. I think yeah. he can be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. They came yeah. in once. Him and um, Russell Brand oh, yeah. came into um, Talk Sport one year because for some reason it was when Russell Brand was slightly before he sort of peaked, but when yeah. he was starting to become a, a thing. Yeah. And he was always a big West Ham fan and all that. That's right. So they came in and do a show, and I kid you not. There's never been more glamorous people inside of Talk Sports headquarters, which really? in those days was pretty manky. Yeah. And they both came in Lamborghinis. Yeah, really? They parked the Lamborghinis <laughs> in this tiny little spot behind yeah. the building, which you literally couldn't get in and out of. And Amazing. I was like, I'm not sure you want to park that in there. You know? But they were very nice. Yeah. They yeah. were actually both very nice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not a big fan of Russell Brands. I'm really not. But actually... He was nice to, not only was he nice to, to everyone there, but he was really nice to the producers yeah. and all the people who actually were helping him with the show, you know? It was really, you know, right. quite an eye-opener. But, and so Noel Gallagher was pretty nice as well. Anyway, back to Tommy Ashdown, who's been waiting. Yes, for the answer to his question. He hasn't even had the question asked yet. He's been waiting on the edge of his seat. Hello, Tommy. It says, hi, Mike and Matt. Thanks for the ever-evolving great shows. I wanted to ask a couple of questions. Mm. One... Matt, have you ever considered setting up your own political party? Given Labour's failures to understand what people actually want, there's certainly a gap for you. And the answer, I think he's right about that. Well, I think there's definitely a gap. Mm. And have I ever considered it? No, mm. because I don't think I'd last 10 minutes in the court of public approval before... People. Yeah, maybe. What well, not as the front man, maybe, but no. you could be the, the sort of the, the Svengali figure behind Do you the scenes. What like a sort of Campbell-esque? Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Why Make, not move from? I mean, you know, because if you think about the um, Lib Dems, yeah, absolutely down a rabbit hole. Yeah, have no yeah. idea what they're doing. Yeah. Joe Swinson apparently wants to become an MSP again in Scotland. Yeah, I heard right? that. If you think about um, the Labour Party and their hopelessness at the yeah. moment where the, like, the best chance they've got of anything is Keir Starmer, which is yeah. really a pretty stupid answer to, to any question. Um, <laughs> you've got them, they've just kicked out Trevor Phillips yeah. for his Islamophobia, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he actually said something which turned out to be a fact yeah. about grooming gangs. Yeah. And he said it a long time ago, and yet they still have anti-Semites in the past yeah. that they can't seem to get rid of. Which he is investigating. Yeah. Which, so that's all a bit So that doesn't look very good, does you know, it? Yeah. So, I mean... You've definitely, there's definitely, I think, a, a sensible wing of yeah. left politics, yeah. I th- well, which, I, is, which is probably maybe closer to Tony Blair than people would like I it to I think that's be. probably true. I, I wrote a piece for GQ a while ago when people were using this word centrist mm. as a big slur, you know? Oh, yeah. And I said... Oh, is it know, a slur now? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're Owen Jones is this world. Oh, we'll yeah. use it as, like, an mm. insult, you know? Mm. And 
to me, it's like there's nothing wrong with the centre no. of politics. It speaks of pragmatism yeah. and, you know, solutions. Compromise. And doing, getting things yeah. done, yeah. which is good. Um, but the idea that I think what people go off the centre about is the, this idea that it's all a bit wishy-washy yeah. and liberal and mm. all of that. I, don't, I think, what, I love this phrase, the radical centre. Yeah. You know, and I really do think mm. now is the time yeah. to have a radical rethink of the things that we all depend on. Yeah. You know, the NHS, the infrastructure of the country, the school system, yeah. social care. Right. You know, we, we need radical solutions. We don't just need to sort of incrementally yeah. chip away and, no, that's and right. modulate and things. And everyone's saying, and has been saying for a while, that there's been no kind of long-term planning in this country, which is true. And yeah. I think that's been a massive problem. Yeah. And Boris Johnson is now trying to kind of start this infrastructure business going. Yeah. I'm not sure he's going to succeed, and I'm not even yeah. sure that it matters at this point because it's all going to be so far away from my lifetime anyway. Yeah. You know, even HS2. Yeah. I'm going to be dead before that. Well, finished. the world is going to be a very different place yeah, by then, isn't it? Yeah, of course it, it is. No. We yeah. might, as you say, all be yeah. living in little hovels by then. Yeah, uh, I didn't say hovels, I said ham hamlets, not well, hovels. Well, there'll be a hovel in a hamlet then, <laughs> you know, back in the old sort of yeah. Woodhenge days, yeah. you know. But the thing is, right, that there's definitely um, a vacuum because the problem at the moment is that Boris Johnson doesn't have an opposition. He doesn't have anyone really telling him. And he's not really doing what the Conservative Party want. I've been meeting quite a few youngish Conservative MPs, you know, the ones that got in at the last election from the north of England. Yeah. And a lot of them are very kind of disenchanted with the way the Tory party's moved away from what they regard as their core values, right. which is low tax, yeah. right, non-interference in your life, basically, right? Yeah. And also just kind of generally... Uh, conservative with a small C, yeah. encouraging small business, you know, not telling people how they should be living, get off the green bandwagon yeah. brigade and all that, you know, because it's just ridiculous. Right, anyway, yes, anyway. so the answer to Tommy's question is, uh, it has crossed my mind a couple of times, but I really don't, I think one of the real intrinsic difficulties with starting something new in this country is just how set Labour mm. and the Tories are, yeah. and how reluctant people are to but move surely away from under that. Keir Starmer, yeah, the Labour Party will somehow evolve more back to the centre. Back to the centre, won't it? I hope so. Well, if it doesn't, mm. if it doesn't, it's finished. Because if if McDonnell and Corbyn, uh, although they've all said that they'll put Corbyn back in the shadow cabinet, amazing. Right? Um, but if McDonnell and Corbyn disappear and Diane yeah. Abbott disappears, as she yeah. says she's going to, yeah. then you know you've, 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 you're going to be left with a sort of husk yeah. of the left, yeah. which was what it was, yeah. um, and, and he's got an opportunity to change it. So there are loads of people who are politically homeless right now, and where they all coagulate, I don't know. Do you know one thing I would hate, though, if a, if, a, if you ever did go into politics, mm. having to think about what you were saying yes. as you were saying it, yeah. because you were... Well, because I interview a lot of politicians, and you can hear them. Yeah. You can hear the, the old gears going around. I mean, I had one yeah. on, I had a minister on uh, a couple of weeks ago to talk about the banning of wet wood, right? Mm which is the stupidest idea you've ever heard because yeah. nobody in their right mind even buys wet wood. Why yeah. would you? Because it doesn't you know? burn very well. Because it doesn't burn. <laughs> you know, and if you do buy wet wood, you buy it because you're going to cure it yourself effectively. Yeah. You're going to make it, you know, dry keep out. Keep it for a year. Yeah, keep yeah. it for a That's year right, yeah. and then you're going to burn yeah. it, you know. But nobody in their right mind buys wet. And no. I said this to her. And first of all, apart from anything else, she was on a really bad phone line, right? And I'm going, you're a government minister, you're on a shitty phone line yeah. because you can't be bothered getting to a real place. To, I wouldn't bother doing the interview yeah. if it's this bad. Yeah. I mean, it was really awful. Yeah. She was badly prepared. Yeah. I asked her questions that were current to the news of the day and she no didn't idea. really want to answer, didn't really know what to say. And you think, this is meant to be one of the sl slickest political operations around. No, no it's you desperate. Know? And it doesn't sound like it is. It's desperate. Here's okay. a question for you. Go on. Uh, this is from Paul. 
um, who says, do you think COVID-19 might have been in the UK long before the Chinese admitted they had a problem? I know so many people from about the start of October that have had bad coughs and flu-like symptoms, many, many more uh, than any other year. What do you reckon? No. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think it's probably just coincidence. I yeah. think um, because we know how it spreads, which is quickly, yeah. and had it been here before the Chinese started talking about it as a problem, yeah. we'd have a much, much bigger problem. I think we would have a much, much bigger problem, because the, here's the thing. I wonder whether um, they had it in China for longer than we knew, because quite we, by possibly, the time we found yeah. out about it, they'd already lost quite a few people. And I think it's probably worse than they ever admit to yeah. in China. You know, I think well, you know the other question people are asking, what about Russia? Yeah. Russia so far has declared that they've only got 13 cases. Right. Now, I'm not that sure I believe that. seems extraordinary, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. If Especially, I mean, they've got a massive border with China, yeah. obviously, haven't they? And if yeah. we've got 300, yeah. they can't have just got 16 or 15 or something, can they? Tommy had a second question, by did the way. He? Oh, okay. he did which is a nice one, which is, do the two of you plan to do any shows this year? I well, feel like a new form of question time that's got an element of politics... Questions from the audiences, swearing and general piss-taking could be ideal for the two of you. That could be. Good idea. It's a very good idea. We should look into that, actually. Yeah. The yeah. question is finding the time, isn't it? Question I mean, time the with the thought police. Oh, about answer time. Answer time, yeah. Never you mind know. your questions. Never mind your questions. We'll yeah. just give opinion you the answers. Time. We'll just when give we you want, the answers. When we want your opinion, we'll give it to you. I've actually seriously thought about doing a, uh, an actual um, rival show to question time. Yeah. Putting it on at the same time. Yes. But doing it on YouTube. Good idea. Right? Because people so are so bored now with the question time format yeah. and the way that it works and the way that it doesn't yeah. work and you know the way that it's chaired yeah. and it's all the same people all the time. You don't get anybody interesting really very often. What about a sort of live goggle box yeah. of sensible people watching, watching question, question time. time? Yeah, that could work. That would be great. That. that could work. That's an idea. See, there's an awful lot of this now because I was talking to somebody the other day about the fact that I'm now doing a lot of this TV stuff on YouTube through talk radio, but you know, there's other things going on as well. People now, because you've got smart TV, you can watch YouTube yeah. as if it's a TV mate, channel. Mate, mate, my kids never do anything but that. Yeah. They just cruise through YouTube. Yeah, but are they watching it on TVs, though? On TVs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're yeah. not watching it on PlayStations or anything oh, They'll like watch that. it on anything, but yeah. they'll, they'll sit down. They won't turn on no, the TV. The they'll turn YouTube on. Yeah. Even him, right, the five-year-old, yeah. he'll put YouTube kids on. Right. Knows how to do it. Wow. I unplug the thing from the right. back of the telly, right? So not just turning it off at the wall. <laughs> I unplug it, right? right. He, he puts all that back in. Right. Unplugs the uh, internet back in. Right. And he's away, you know. It's and amazing. he watches YouTube kids. Yeah. And it, actually, it's very good. It's an pr endless procession of replays of the FIFA Ballon d'Or really? presentations yeah wow and, and he sits there and going this is no this is the one messy one look at the state that's of his correct. red suit Dad, he does know? wear some funny clothes <laughs> messy doesn't he yeah, yeah but that's the thing I mean mine are the same I don't think they're on YouTube kids because they're a bit older now um, but they're on YouTube all the time yeah and the great thing about YouTube is the most you've noticed better than anyone yeah. the most sophisticated yeah. system um, yeah. of anything yeah. that's out there because they know exactly how to guide you to the next thing that you want to see uh -huh. They know exactly how to, you know, you know, sort of monetize whatever. It is oh, the technology doing. is extraordinary. They're very smart. And do you know the the most? I mean, it must be the most clicked button in the internet, mm. which is skip ad. Yes. And they do, advertisers don't get paid if you or if don't you, have to pay rather right. well, don't have don't to pay if you thing. skip the ad. Really. Right? So the fact that they do put this sort of user experience mm. before the ad money, I yeah. think is really good. And, you know, if you go to a newspaper website now and you have to watch a 30-second advert before yeah. you get the, 
the clip. I got a worse one than that the other day. I got one. It was the Herald. I was wanting to read a piece about the Alex Salmon trial, which, yes. is, which starts this week. Yeah. Started this week. Yeah, which is going to be quite interesting. I Extraordinary. Think. Yeah. Um, it's really shaking a lot of trees up in Scotland. Yeah. Um, and it asked me to fill out a um, a survey a survey yeah. before yeah. reading the article. Yeah. And I just went, nope. Yeah. Quick, that's gone. right. That's the problem, isn't what it? Sort of idiot so comes many... up with that. I mean, you've been involved yeah. in digital information for a long time. Yeah. I mean, when you, when, when you get that, I mean, is it the company that says that we have to monetize this yeah. somehow? Yeah. So you'll have to put this under. Got to pay for the journalism. But surely somehow. you would say, if you're running it, yeah. well, that's not going to work. Well, if you want to turn s- it off. A snapshot of the problem mm. is that 10 years ago, all of the newspapers were rushing around trying to get the biggest audience possible. Yeah. Right. So they slightly changed the journalism and they right. changed who they were trying to talk to. So they'd start doing different kinds of stories yeah. that would appeal. They started writing different kind of headlines and slowly the sort of digital version of the newspaper drifted away from the print version of the newspaper and the values became very different Mm. because the digital side was just interested in clicks right now it turns out that the clicks model is never going to be enough to make the journalism profitable everybody is desperately trying to scramble back to something that has real meaning to people and of course in many cases they've left it too late you know and they've sort of destroyed the old newspaper brand that did mean something to people. Mm. And so they're desperate to try and monetize the content in any way you can. Right. And to the extent that, and we, everyone does this, they we uh, try and get an audience with our high quality journalism. Yeah. And then we get paid by a company called Taboola or right. Outbrain to send traffic to one of these things saying, you'll never guess what, you know, what uh, Demi's Roussos used to have for breakfast, right. okay. you know, and, and all this clickbait stuff. Right. So we're spending loads of money on journalism, creating the audience, and then sending it to these right. con artists. And that's where you get the and money from. And that's the money, you right. know. Or get someone to fill in a survey, right. and that's the money. And it does seem to me that we've, the only true test of, of whether somebody is really engaged with your brand and cares about your yeah. content is, will you pay me right. some money for it? Yes. You know, will you give us a fiver a month for yeah. it? See, I subscribe, even though I could now get it for free, the, to the Times yeah. Digital, because I really like the way they do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the way that they mix the paper up with yeah. sort of current news as well. They've got yeah. a rolling news section if you want it. I don't really look at it for that, yeah. because I use Twitter for that. And that's one of the things, whenever we talk about, you know, would you get off Twitter? You know, Twitter is probably my main source of news. Yeah. Because that's where I follow all the big news stories. It's where I yeah. see the news stories breaking most of the time. Yeah. Um, so when I read the Times or the Sunday Times on my iPad, it's when I've got a bit more time. Yeah. And I'm actually interested in reading the way that the paper's put together. And finding something that you might actually, not have it's known like reading the paper. Yeah. You know, so you've got that serendipity, you know. Yeah, the pictures yeah. are there. You know, it's yeah. it's you know, there's contents that I can look yeah. at, and it feels like a paper. I subscribe to the uh, New York Times, yeah. which I think is fabulous. And again, I, I like the American the New York Times has thing. lost a lot of credibility over the years. Well, do you know, I don't look to it for news. Yeah. I look to it for the features content right. and the opinion pieces. Sometimes right. they have really good stuff, yeah. but sometimes not, as yeah. you, as you know. But also, I subscribe have you seen to that clip by the way. Which the, one? I think it's from CNN, and it's the woman talking about the uh, American election, obviously. Um, And she apparently is somebody, I can't remember her name, but she's on the board of the New York Times. Right. And they're talking about uh, how much money Bloomberg spent on his advertising campaign. And it's something like $300 million. $500 million. $500 million. And they said, you know, if you gave uh, everybody in the US of A a million pounds, (laughs) you know, it would be the same amount of money that he could have spent doing that way. And they all were all nodding in agreement. And it's like, that's not right. (laughs) If he gave them it would be right if there was only 500 people in yeah, the States. I yeah. know. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? 
speaking of idiots, right? Yeah. Um, did you see Extinction Rebellion's um, outburst last weekend? No. They decided, because it was International Women's Day, that they should have some kind of protest to protest about how women are more adversely affected by climate change. Oh, really? So they had a load of old... Uh, well, I don't want to say old. Uh, they had a load of women stripped off, topless, in a human chain across Waterloo Bridge. Did they really? I how, did say, I, how did I miss how that? How did you miss that? But I'll tell you what, <laughs> I wouldn't recommend looking at it. It's not going to do you any favours at all. How are women more adversely affected I don't by know. climate change? I couldn't be bothered finding out because right. I was so mesmerised by this scene. Bizarre. That I just wanted to switch it off. Because I thought, yeah. you know... I mean, it's like these... You know these feminists who say that everything's been designed... There's one particular woman... Is it Perez? Yeah, but she's a mate of mine. Caroline Criado yeah, Perez. The one yeah. who says that the world is designed for men. Yeah, and, and she's right. No, she's not. She is right. You know, she's moaning on lately about the fact that cars only have crash test dummies that are shaped like and that's, men. That's true. Right, so more women get hurt in accidents, yeah. you know? Well, maybe more women get hurt in accidents because they have more accidents. I don't oh, know. I don't know. Oh, I've got to. I don't know. Well, I'm, well, <laughs> it's not because the crash test dummies are no, not women. No, but the point she makes is that the women are of slighter frame generally yeah. and have boobs. Yeah. And not all of them. Well, you so know, I've seen some but, big women but, without boobs. You yeah, know, they're okay, not one but, size but, fits all, are they? Well, no, of course they're not. But there, there's no there's some small men. As all well. of the crash test dummies are yeah. medium-sized blokes. Yeah. So well, obviously they're, they're, they're going to get. Right, they're, they're a generic human shape. Well, they're not though, are they? That's well, they her. Are. That's I mean, her. They're not sufficiently differently shaped. They're really they? not. No. I'd, well, mate, honestly, not when you're hitting a wall at seventy miles an hour. <laughs> you're still going to get crushed. It doesn't matter whether there's a space for your boobs to go in, does it? <laughs> I mean, this is getting ridiculous, you know. But there were, there were other things, and I can't remember now, where you do read it and you go, oh, yeah, of course, you know. Like, she's, I've heard her being interviewed talking about bikes are designed for men and not women. Right. Is that That's true? That's not true. Well, some like, bikes have got no crossbar, have they? Well, those are women's bikes. Yeah. But these are the women who spend half their lives saying, we don't want women's bikes. Why we want, is that, though? We why? want bikes to all... Well, it's a crossbar thing, isn't but it? But why? Why? Well, I mean, we're the ones you... with, with sensitive tackle there. Well, not really. Not when you think about it. Well, I wouldn't want to slam my... Yeah, you probably have done, right? Yeah. But, but why I mean, don't... So why do well, ours have crossbars? If you're a crossbars? woman, I imagine it would be more painful. Why do ours have crossbars then? Do I, why take the chance? Well, because I think the crossbar is there because it's part of the um, design of the, and the strength of the bike. So, I don't know. Yeah, but removing the crossbar must be mitigated well, in you another... Can buy, you can buy a bike without a crossbar and ride it. It's a free country. Yeah, I know, but I'm just curious as to why men have crossbars and women don't have crossbars. I don't know. Because neither gender would like to crash Actually, into it. you may be wrong about that, because if Go you on. watch the racing... Yeah. And I mean, here's another question for you. I presume there's no reason why you couldn't have women in the Tour de France. No, yeah, right, but, they, but there aren't any, are there? No, but they wouldn't ride those women's bikes with no crossbars. Well, I wouldn't have thought a, so with a, a basket, basket on the basket front, right? front. That's what I mean. It's not called the midwife Tour de France. But that's what I'm saying. Why are there no women? If, if you watch the women's professional cycling race, yeah. like we see at the Olympics, yeah. they're not in, on different bikes, are they? No. They're on the same bikes. Of course they are. So yeah. what's the problem? Well, I don't know. If she's going to say that the bikes are somehow wrong, but how can't... is it that women who are professional cyclists don't have a problem with it? Well, I've got no idea, but I'm, I'm now... I think she's just a troublemaker. I can't escape this kind of circular discussion about... It surprised about me she's a friend of yours. ...what a crossbar's for. Yeah, because I don't care what crossbars are for. If you well, want a crossbar, buy a bike with a crossbar. Yeah. If you don't, yeah. you don't. But, but don't tell me that it's somehow some conspiracy yeah. of men against yeah. women, because it isn't. 
But you can see the point. It's like I'm left-handed, right? Yeah. Now, every pair of scissors in the country, right, is designed for right-handed people. Yeah. And if you're now, not that's left-handed, that's it is bloody painful. That's, that's very different. It's very yeah, painful. But that's a very different But situation. that's because the scissors are designed by yes. some bloke with the right hand. But, you know, I used to go to a left-handed shop. There was yes, a left-handed the, shop that's right, yeah. around the back of Carnaby Street. That's right. It's still there. Yeah. Um, because my ex-wife was left-handed, yeah. I think. Do you know, I can't remember. Isn't that terrible? I've got left-handed pencils. I can't remember if she was... I think she was left-handed. Was she? But the fact that I can't remember that she was left-handed is really <laughs> not good. But no, so I used to go yeah. there and, and, and fun enough, they used to sell left-handed scissors. And yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Because that's a very different thing. Yeah. But you're, you don't need different scissors because you're a woman. No. But she would say you do because, all oh, they're designed for men's hands. Absolute cobblers. But some of them are. So, uh, uh, that was right. the other thing that she said, was, uh, which I thought, ah, oh, well, that sounds true. Women's hands are smaller, right? Generally, Generally. speaking. And but phones are built to be held by men's hands. Rubbish. It's true. It's total bollocks. That's what she says. Yeah, of course that's what she says because she's making a living out of it. She's done a whole book on it. Yeah. That's her. That's her whole thing. That's her jam. I, well, do you know like. how I met Caroline? Was I had we had this oh, most no, extraordinary? No, no, no. It was the most extraordinary row right. on uh, Twitter oh, yeah. that we had about, right. and it was about the number of female writers that mm. we'd written listed on the front cover of the New European that oh, we'd yeah. write. And she said something like, bunch of old white men, you know, or whatever. Yeah, right? that's what she would and say. And there was a woman on there, anyway, mm. who took great offence. Anyway, so we had this massive ding-dong and all sorts of people yeah, yeah. came in and, and started saying, how dare the editor right. of the New European say this, absolute sexist, right. blah, blah, Anyway, so I said to her, well, listen, if you're so smart, why don't you come in and edit the paper for a week? Right. And she said, okay, I'll do that. And right. she came in. And between the two of us, we had this idea that she would edit a newspaper and would change it to the new feminist for right. that week. Right. And everything about it would be written by women, photographs yeah. by women, cartoons by women, laid out by women. Yeah. And it was an absolute charm. It was brilliant. And she did an amazing job on mm. it. And it sold loads. Right. But honestly, I'll get you a copy because... The difference in the tone of the paper right. was was remarkable. Why? And because it was just the 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 topics. So you're now going to tell broader. me women are less uh, argumentative because that's well, not no, true. it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It was just that it was all. It all felt a little bit less kind of aggressive. Really? Yeah. Even though it started by her by her aggression. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you've been Caroline can you've hold bought, her you've, own. You've bought and sold yourself into slavery now. <laughs> that's Honestly, what you've done. It's like this self isolation. Well, when are you giving me the right to edit it? I would do. What would yours do I have to be have called, though? You first? The new Brexiteer. No, because I'm not a Brexiteer. I keep telling no, you this. That's right, I don't know why not, you yeah. keep thinking that. Well, I don't know what your, your shtick would be. I, well, I do a, an online newspaper, which I don't actually edit, but which edits it itself for ah. me. It's, it basically looks at... It's, it's one of these American Oh, websites. yeah. Is it that paper.ly thing or something yeah, like that's that? It. Yeah, I know. And basically it edits all the things that I've looked at, yeah. generally speaking, over yeah. the course of 24 hours and puts them into a sort of an electronic newspaper. Yeah. And I call it the Daily Sense. Yes, that's right. I have seen um, it. Yeah. And quite often it's a bit embarrassing because people then question me as to why I've led the paper with this story, which I haven't yeah. led the paper it's with. It's just some algorithm. Because it's like the algorithm yeah. has actually done it. Yeah. But it is kind of interesting because it mm. does tend to highlight things that I've looked at. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I'm all about common sense. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. But I wouldn't be so sexist as to say that only one gender would be allowed to uh, to actually. We should do a gender fluid one. A ge- well, let's not that's go. Bit, let's not that's go. That's not so that. easy. There's no. There is no imagine? way to have a conversation about that topic. Without have you seen, by the way, pilloried. how the Guardian is eating itself at the moment? I know. Suzanne Moore. I know. Isn't that fantastic? And they are absolutely. I mean, what a collection of absolute and utter yeah. fools. Yeah. More than 300 people in The Guardian, have petitioned their own paper 
not to publish something yeah. by one of the leading feminists in this country. I but I mean, what is wrong with them? I mean, they are just talking pure censorship now. Yeah. I mean, even if they, and they obviously about. vehemently disagree, but this is the problem for me is they do not allow the conversation to take place. Yeah. So they, they never get their points across. Right. They can't have a debate about well, the it. the same thing happens with Amber Rudd, right? It's so Amber stupid. Amber Rudd, one of, whether you like her yeah. or not, whether you agree with her, po- yeah. her, her politics or not, is a senior yeah. politician of a female variety. Yeah. And who should be somebody that people want to listen to. Yeah. And who's got some interesting things to say about women in politics. Yeah. But no. She's been deplatformed. She's been deplatformed by an organisation which which asterisks out the E from women. That's right. And yeah. the A from woman. That's right. I mean, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, call it whatever you like. Yeah. You know. But, but you know what? If I if I had a problem with Amber Rudd, yeah. right, then the last thing I'd want to do is say, don't come and have a conversation no. with me. I'd want to argue with yeah. her. I'd want to throw something, questions yes, at her, right. you know, and say, right, answer this, yeah. yeah. So and so, right? You know? How can this have happened? So, in, all all they've done is handed the moral high ground mm. to somebody they think is reprehensible. Yeah, which is ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. So thick, but it's people. The problem that we've said before, the Labour Party's got because they're all about banning people from the Labour Party. Yeah. who say things they don't agree with. Yeah, which which is not what it's supposed to be about. No. So we've come back full circle to you forming a political organisation. That's right. It's like the sort of self isolation, isn't it? Of yes. We should all just have our own kind of political party. In yes. the future, yes. everyone will have their own political party for mm. 15 minutes. Yeah, and then they won't talk to anybody else. No. And they won't listen to anybody else. You know, this self-isolation thing is no problem to me because of the my, my sort of... The way I am in society yeah. means I've basically been self-isolating for the last 30 years. Well, a lot of people say that about themselves. I mean, yeah. I've got a guy at work who said, I do it every night. I've been yeah. doing it for years. <laughs> you know, I never managed to get anybody to come over with me. <laughs> And actually, there's nothing wrong with not... I mean, I'm slightly suspicious. I think as you get older, you get slightly suspicious of people who constantly have to be busy doing stuff. Yes. I love doing nothing. God, yeah. Because I'm quite busy during the week. Yeah. At the weekends, I'm really quite happy to not do very much at all. And also, the the, the amount of friends, so, so-called, so yeah. you know. I mean, I've got maybe... I've got, like, friends, like you and I are yeah. friends, maybe 10 in yeah. the world, right? Yeah. 10, 12, yeah. maybe, no, no more. more. I've got maybe 100 friends... That I know on Facebook. Yeah. Well, I'd never go for dinner with no. most of them. Well, I mean, I've got this possibility of a, maybe a birthday party coming up right? right in the summer, very possibly. Yeah. And I don't want to have a big party where like loads of people come and I invite everyone from work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I would invite you. And I'd you should invite... go for a di- have a nice dinner, mate, somewhere nice. Take a room somewhere. Well, I could do that. But then what would you do with the kids, though? You ah. know, it starts to get tricky then. Yes, I mean, no, whereas we've true. got this very nice big house down in the country. Yeah. People come down for the weekend. Yeah. Have a barbecue. Yeah. Get pissed. Perfect. You know. Perfect. But I don't want it to be more than about 25 people. I think that's right. Do you know what I mean? I think that's right. I just don't want it to become... Un- and also, once you start inviting people that you're not that friendly with... Yeah. Because where you work it, with them, Where does it end? You're ending up... You get about 200 people. The then. best party either, either of us have ever been to was Piers's 50th, yes. wasn't it? His 50th party, Which was yeah. just amazing. It was. But Incredible. that was how many people were there? Do you think there was a lot of people there? Must have been like three hundred more, yeah. maybe. And it, but I mean, he also spent a fortune on that. He spent several hundred thousand pounds yeah. on that. He I mean, spent he, all the lottery money, didn't he? He was. He was. That's right. It was the lottery, that lottery advert. That's right. right. I mean, Don't he is. Let it be me. He's a very generous guy. He's a really generous guy. And. Uh, it was the most extraordinary party, and it was like a Scott Fitzgerald theme, yes. wasn't it? The Great Gatsby theme. He had women jumping out of cakes and all sorts. It was of amazing. Yeah. He had synchronized swimming yeah. in his swimming pool. He right. had like horn tuba I saw players. Like deck with... playing sort of pitch and putt somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There were stars everywhere, yeah, yeah. weren't there? Yeah. And uh, and then he had like a big full piece, you know, I don't know, forty piece. Yeah. band playing right. in this huge marquee yeah. and it went on and on and it was like one of 
the Great Gatsby's yeah. parties. It was quite because we stayed in the same hotel. Do you remember? That's right. Because we took the nice we place. Took, yeah. In fact, that was one of the first times really I'd had a chance to talk to you. That's right. Again, properly for since, a long time. since the mirror. Yeah. Because that was a very expensive weekend for me. Because because yeah. I waited so long to get the, the the room in the hotel. Yeah. I, the only one they had left was the suite. Oh. It was about four hundred quid. I think. Rolling around in there four, on your yeah, own. Yeah, on my own. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't bring anyone. You know, ridiculous. But anyway. Uh, it was good. It was good. Well, well, I'll keep you updated on Please the, do. Uh, birthday Let the readers time. know, the listeners know. I will. Um, and we'll be back uh, next week. We'll be back next week. Thank Still you. Police. I wrote a piece for GQ a while ago when people were using this word centrist mm. as a big slur. You know? Oh, yeah. And I said, "Is oh, it know, a slur now?" Well, yeah. So, no, <laughs> like your Owen Joneses of this world oh, will yeah. use it as like an mm. insult, you know. Mm. And to me, it's like there's nothing wrong with the centre no. politics. It speaks of pragmatism yeah. and you know solutions Compromise. and doing, getting things yeah. done, yeah. which is good. Um, but the idea that I think what people go off the centre about is the, this idea that it's all a bit wishy-washy yeah. and liberal and mm. all of that. I don't. I think what, I love this phrase, the radical centre. Yeah. You know, and I really do think mm. now is the time yeah. to have a radical rethink of the things that we all depend on. Yeah. You know, the NHS, the infrastructure of the country, the school system, yeah. social care. Right. You know, we, we need radical solutions. We don't just need to sort of incrementally yeah. chip away. Why do ours have crossbars then? Do I, Why take the chance? Well, because I think the crossbar is there because it's part of the um, design of the, and the strength of the bike. So, I don't know. Yeah, but removing the crossbar must be mitigated well, in you another... Can buy, you can buy a bike without a crossbar and ride it. This is free country. Yeah, I know, but I'm just curious as to why men have crossbars and women don't have crossbars. I don't know. Because neither gender would like to Actually, crash into it. you may be wrong about that, because if Go you on. watch the racing... Yeah. I mean, here's another question for you. I presume there's no reason why you couldn't have women in the Tour de France. No. Right? But, they, but there aren't any, are there? No, but they wouldn't ride those women's bikes with no crossbars. Well, I wouldn't have thought a, so with a, a basket, basket on the front, right? Front. That's what I mean. It's not called the midwife Tour de France. <laughs> she was badly prepared. Yeah. I asked her questions that were current to the news of the day. And she no didn't idea. really want to answer, didn't really know what to say. And you think... This is meant to be one of the sl slickest political operations around. Yeah. No, it's you know, desperate. And it doesn't sound like it is. It's desperate.